Welcome to Ellie's Coffee Talks, the podcast featuring creative entrepreneurs in the Basel area over the best cups of coffee in the best cafes. Good morning, good evening, Patrick or Patrick. You are French, but you moved to Canada a while ago and you are originally from France. You're doing uh, so many things that I want to touch on upon uh, on this podcast. So, what about what do you think about introducing yourself? And you can really share anything you'd like to share from uh, all the countries you've visited and you lived in, all the different work you've been doing, and the coaching. That's what interests me the most. But let's. Let's see what comes. Hi, Ophelie. Well, uh, thank you for having me today. I'm really uh, happy to be able to uh, talk about these various uh, topics that we want to touch on. And mm -hmm. today, uh, it's the first podcast uh, that we do together. So it's exciting. It's super exciting. <laughs> it's the yes. morning for you and the evening for me. That's right. So you asked me some specific questions about all the countries I visited. Well, we're going to have a podcast just about that then. <laughs> we want to be able to touch about other things, on other things. Uh, yes, originally from France and Switzerland, but uh, more a world citizen than anything else. I feel yeah. more connected to the planet Earth as a whole rather than just one specific country. Mm -hmm. uh, I I lived uh, in eight different countries on four different continents in my uh, life, and then I traveled through the world like probably fifty six countries. So mm -hmm. I I have a an a little bit of an understanding of of our planet, but still a lot to continue to discover. So mm -hmm. I enjoy traveling, as you can imagine, and I enjoy to discover and understand and I'm fascinating about both nature and mankind I think human beings are just amazing and they're all different even though society try to put them in boxes we're still very unique and that's what I'm studying all the time you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yes, I was uh, my career started um, I mean my human interest career started as a career counselor in Switzerland um, in the 80s and I was uh, trying to understand human psychology and try to match with uh, you know organization that was looking for the uh, right individual for the role they wanted to give them and so that was always interesting for me to try to understand the needs of everybody and see how I could connect them together. And then it evolved into training and development. And so I, I started my own company where I traveled uh, all over Europe, where I developed uh, people and then uh, communication skills and uh, understanding of how all, all this works. And then I finally, uh, not finally, and then in 19, no, in 96, I went to Asia. So I lived there for three and a half years. So that was also a really interesting discovery because that's... <laughs> Into the different world, you know. <laughs> yes. When you go from Europe and you go in Asia, it's, you really was have it. To it was Taiwan, right? It was Hong Kong and Taiwan. So six months in Hong Kong and and three years in Taiwan. Mm. 
And it's, yeah, so different, like the culture, the way of thinking. And that really opened my mind to in many ways. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. And in 99, I decided to do an emotional intelligence certification, always in the mind of, um, I mean, the, the purpose of <clears throat> helping people. And I wanted to do, go back to Taiwan to teach that. And then I had an offer here in Canada. I said, okay, well, why not? <laughs> okay, let's take that opportunity. And I came to Toronto and I stayed, I thought only for a little bit, but I stayed 20 years. Mm. And I can tell you the reason why I chose, I stayed so long. One of the reasons why I stayed so long is because Toronto is so diverse. There is like so many type of, I mean, nationalities, type of people, and so colorful. is one of the most multicultural and diversity in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's really amazing. <clears throat> so I, I stayed there for a while, but then enough of the big city, you know, after a while. And a year ago, I moved to Kelowna, which is mm-hmm. in British Columbia. Yeah. Uh, it's on the west of Canada. And... Uh, I'm happy here because more of nature and, uh, you know, I was missing my lakes and mountains and I got that. (laughs) (laughs) And in in terms of development of my career, in 2001, I did a coaching certification. And I want to speak of that because it really changed a lot in my life Uh, in terms, you know, I was kind of a consultant telling people what to do and more having this approach. And then coaching, my coaching certification changed my approach to how I communicate with people. Mm. I improved my, uh, uh, a lot on my, uh, my communication skills. I was listening more, asking the right, right question. Mm. And that makes a whole difference in terms of interaction with people. And so, yeah. Before, I, before you were more giving advices. Yes. And you were more listening. Exactly. So before, when you're a consultant and a trainer, you know, you talk about what to do and what's what would be right. And what's, you know, so you come more from, uh, you give, 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 mm-hmm. but you forget to listen a little bit. Or you do listen, but not too much. As a coach, you stop talking, you ask the right questions, mm-hmm. and then you listen. And made a big difference in my relationships, in my, uh, in my work, um, my work load and the way I was working with people. And it really took me to the next level of my career. Mm-hmm. So now I still do both. I do training and coaching, but I do enjoy uh, the coaching more because I can witness results. You know, when you train, you, you give a lot, you give all the tools and everything, but then you, you don't see people anymore and you don't know what they do. So they put usually their things on the shelf and then, you know, they, and they take dusts and they don't really necessarily apply what you taught. And it's, it's a bit mm-hmm. of shame, right? Mm-hmm. So, but as a coach, you can follow people, you can support them, you can continue and you can witness the transformation. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, and it, and it's maybe or you you tell me, but it's more intuitive work, maybe that yeah. you do coaching compared to advice, recommending things to people. Yeah, when you are coaching, you are completely involved 
into what the person is all about. It's not about your agenda. It's about their agenda. So it's about where they're at and where they want to go. So it's totally huge empathy, huge understanding, Mm -hmm. compassion, and also trying to support them into where they want to go. Mm -hmm. In 2003, I took a course that was a relationship coursing. It's called uh, Organization and Relationship uh, Coaching. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was another milestone in my career because it was uh, about the dynamics of relationships. And this is both at work or personal relationships. Yeah. And any, any, you know, this is what we are all about. We are human beings who are seeking to have relationships with others. And, and we all need that more or less, you know, some more because... <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually, yes. Some people need to be alone more and some people need to see people more or is that what you meant? Yes. Or, but or yeah. yeah, and also, you know, some people have moments where they say, okay, I really, really need to feel people and some people want to leave me alone. I don't want to talk to anybody yes. and they, they retract, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the reason usually why people retract is because they've been uh, deceived, they they had disappointments, you know, they had uh, been hurt. Uh, and so therefore they prefer not to interact too much. So this is maybe one of the topic we can talk about here today. Yes. Is about these relationship dynamics and why things happen and what we can do to grow and evolve, right? Mm-hmm. You, uh, you're also I in a relationship, this. right? <laughs> More than anybody. <laughs> Why is that? Tell me. No, and we've talked. I mean, I, what I've noticed recently, maybe more than than ever, is we all go through the same topics. We all have the same kind of issues, you know, in our relationships. And I'm talking. I mean, at work too. It, yeah, it's all the same. We all go through the same kind of issues. And so, and, and so to me, this is very interesting. And I've spent my weekend talking to two girlfriends and we talked about a lot of things, of course, but <laughs> for hours, but mostly about our relationship, uh, romantic relationship. Mm. And, and it's the hardest thing also. When I have a spiritual coach and she says, uh, our relationships are, or our partners are our biggest challenge. And yeah, maybe you, you can agree or, or do you disagree? But yeah. It all, de- it all depends where you're at. You know, there are different stages in relationships. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first stage is usually, uh, you know, the honeymoon types of stage, mm-hmm. which is everything is okay, everything uh, we. On pardon, huh? We, mm. how do you say that? Forgive. We, we, forgive. Uh, we forgive everything at the beginning, right? And then as time goes by, uh, we want to claim our identity because we kind of lose ourselves in the love, mm-hmm. in the love feeling. Uh, so we kind of put aside who we are and we just want to show the best of who we are. And so we, we kind of, and then as time goes by, well, you know, we want to claim our identity back. And mm-hmm. so we have our uh, specific needs that are 
showing up again. We have always the needs showing up at the beginning as well, but maybe they are more specific. And then as we get used to our partner, well, then we, that comes out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And at work, it's the same thing, you know, like uh, everybody has needs and mm-hmm. needs of being recognized, needs mm-hmm. of being appreciated, uh, needs of, be, of being heard. Um, you know, so all these needs are showing up at some point more than others. If we don't sleep well, then these needs are even stronger, you know. Uh, if we sleep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we're tired, if we're, you know, there's... Hungry. Yes, yes, exactly. So it's important to understand the dynamics and to see if your partner is in that time of the month where she is or he is because it can be here yeah. too yes, it <laughs> uh, or the moon you know when the moon gets yes. more, uh, the full the new the yes, exactly. <laughs> mercury retrograde <laughs> totally so there is a lot of energy dynamics that we need to consider and not uh, thinking oh yeah no, nothing you know the moon does have an effect if the moon yes. If if the moon can move the water, you know, yeah. can have like a mahibas mahot the tide, yeah. the tide, the tide. Yeah. That means we are water. Eighty yeah. percent of us, we are water. So of course we influence. And some people are aware. Some people are not. Some people are sensitive. Some people are less sensitive. But we are all feeling it consciously or unconsciously. Yeah. Me, I can tell you that I've been sensitive to the moon since always. And I know, but sometimes I don't know it's full moon or new moon, but I, I can feel, I don't sleep as well. I have more energy, uh, you know, my, I'm more height, my, my senses are more height. So everybody has different. What about you? Do you feel anything when you have more new, new moon or full moon? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this past one, the, this week was really mild. And, you know, some also have, I follow on Instagram different, uh, moon professionals or whatever astrology that's what it's called uh and they say on oh, this new moon uh sagittarius is going in uh, whatever and then it's either you're gonna feel it a lot uh, and it's gonna be a little bit chaotic or you're gonna have to go more inwards i mean usually that's what you should do right more go mm-hmm. inwards see reassess what did i do what's working for me what's not but we don't take the time to do that most most of the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah that's what i I, there was a three-week mercury retrograde right now and you're not supposed to take huge decisions in that period of time it's three weeks and four times a year or something like that Mm -hmm. and you should go inwards and not sign a huge contract or not buy a house or something like that in that period of time. I mean, of course, you're still living in your everyday life. So sometimes it's a little bit hard to adjust but or to integrate, I mean. But yeah, I just, um, I'm aware of it. And then I, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one can choose to listen to that and go by that or the other person can also say, observe and say, okay, well, this is happening and just, uh, um, you know, decide to move forward in one or the other direction. But, um, you know, what is important is to just know that nature is there and, and, and has an influence on us, right? So after Even what... Even the skin, 
season, right? It, now it's win it's it's winter at your place. I know it snows. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Uh, no. No, no. And I mean, Kelowna? Kelowna is an area. It's like almost the tropical. It's the the tip of the Las Vegas desert. So it's it's a very special mm -hmm. region. It's not as cold as other regions, and mm -hmm. so and we don't get uh, like now we have seven degrees, so it's not too cold, and then uh, it snows uh, a little bit higher up, but not in Kelowna right now. Yeah. But it's gonna come. We're gonna have a little bit of that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, the season. So you sh you it's normal that we're more tired that we want to stay at home more or you know it's normal that we're not as hyper as in the summer and yet um sometimes i feel like people don't continue at their pace although they should not maybe or it's okay that they take some time off yeah i think you know every individual is is different but What for me, if I can speak for myself, I think yes, I slow down a little bit. I enjoy to be home too, but mm -hmm. I always go out and go in nature to connect mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's so important that mm -hmm. we balance ourselves. So even if it's cold, I just bundle up and and I go for a walk. And in winter, when the snow comes, then I go for cross country or downhill skiing or yeah. snowshoeing i try to play you know it's all about uh, playing right you just need yeah. to, to bundle I, up. I, i meant not work that's what i meant yes <laughs> yes, yes exactly. not work not work but playing playing is very yeah. important yeah and nature for sure yes and i love the beautiful sunshine when it's white on white snow i think it's so magical you know it's beautiful or when the snow falls and it's so like also magical all these flakes you know and every flakes is different and you know it's like a wonder life mm -hmm. life and nature is a wonder it's amazing it is so back to the so, individual relationships, relationships. <laughs> Um, I, maybe we can talk a little more about the personal, I mean, the um, uh, romantic relationships and we, can exp and we can just make some analogy in a professional area as well. Mm -hmm. But it works both ways. So what is the purpose of creating a romantic relationship in your, in, in your <laughs> way of thinking? Oh, my God. Here it comes. No, so... <laughs> <laughs> I've been so I grew up with all those Disney. We can talk about men. I think it's very important. Yes, totally. Uh, that I grew up with all those Disney movies and mm -hmm. uh, romantic comedies from the U.S. Where a, a lot of times the goal of the movie was that they get married, right? They organize mm -hmm. a wedding or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and even though you kind of know that's not the goal, you still grew up with that and then when you get into a relationship and the shit starts to hit the fan <laughs> like they say in <laughs> Australia um, you are like ah but in the movies it's not oh yeah sometimes in the movies they fight a little bit too but it's still cute and I don't know I, I was really happy ever after yeah and I was very um It's very weird for me because the relationship I'm, I'm in right now with Till is so deep and so committed. And I mean, we're engaged and it's, it's things are going to come up when, when uh, it's that 
that level of commitment but that that's what i feel and you can tell me your point of view and and also nowadays people don't commit that much so it's like okay now there's the real i mean it got deep and and shitty basically <laughs> there were a lot of fights mm-hmm. along the way but when i talked to my friends i realized oh it's normal actually that's mm-hmm. what happens because what i've noticed now is the relationship is your mirror and like any relationship and it makes you work on yourself mm-hmm. totally And thanks for sharing that, uh, Ophelia. So, <laughs> You're welcome. The world knows now. <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay because we're all yeah. living a similar a similar story. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, what is interesting is this model, the Walt Disney model, and what uh, religions and society have created, which is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the typical marriage and having a a house and a dog and and two and two kids and whatever <laughs> this is the model right yeah. <clears throat> and we try to copy that model as a child because we think this is the ultimate and the purpose yeah. in life is to find a good job and to find a yeah. good wife or a good husband <laughs> having two kids and a dog and a car and two cars and that's it right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's so true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is what it is. And but now you know what is interesting. It evolved in so many colors, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's good to acknowledge. You no, know, now gay and lesbian are accepted to get married, so that's already a, a new model, mm-hmm. at least uh, in terms of gender. And mm-hmm. then uh, after, well, you have all kind of other types. You have the polyamory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know what polyamory is. Yeah, but for those who don't know, is different partners, that's what it is. Yeah, so it's different than open relationship because open relationship is means more like, okay, you accept to have various uh, sexual interactions with other people while you are in a couple. But mm-hmm. polyamory is more about love. So that means uh, you can love your partner and you mm-hmm. can love another partner And uh, and everybody knows because in open relationship it can be or let's say in traditional relationship people have a lot of affairs but yeah. nobody knows or they try yeah. to hide it right yeah. open relationship people kind of know or not necessarily but they kind of know and accept and then in polyamory it's really like open it's clear water you swim in clear water you just uh, but it's deeper. And it's not easy because there are all these, um, you know, emotions. love emotions that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different story and a different level of management, self-management. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, imagine. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. So you accept that your partner can love somebody else deeply yeah. and yeah. then, and that you know that person maybe and you kind of uh, feel good with that person as well and everybody is okay let's say mm-hmm. well you know it's not necessarily easy but it's great i mean to be able to do that is well mm-hmm. it's awesome so see everything evolves so models evolve now if we go back to just the normal model and you try to fit in then even because i i personally don't believe we necessarily have to fit in But uh, we have to be really careful of how we are conditioned. 
Mm. So we are so conditioned into the system that we have to listen, learn to listen to ourselves and see what we want. Mm-hmm. Now, if we talk about length of relationship, you know, like typical relationship are lasting, good relationship are lasting two to three years. Uh, and then after the th- there is a phase, you know, after three years, well, if you pass that part, then you're good until seven, because <laughs> every seven years, your cells, your the cells of your body, the whole cells of your body are changing. So you're like a new self, a new person, right? Mm-hmm. So depending on how you evolve with your partner, then you're good to go if you pass the crisis of the seven years uh, time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So three years, seven years, and after you're good to go for another hundred. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say it's the two major crises. But, and this is a number. You don't stick on that number necessarily. It depends how, you know, there are many factors that can define that. But it's a lot happening like that. Usually after one and a half year, if we look at the biology of our self, um, they are like a level of endorphins and a level of chemicals that are discharged in our brain when we're in love, and uh, af- and and it's really slowed down after one one and a half year. This is normal. Some people six months, some people one year, some people one and a half year, some people two years, but typically it's slowed down. It goes down, and then if you don't do the work of self renewal, and that's key. Self renewal, able to renew your wowness. You know what I mean by wowness? Mm-hmm. Or you can explain if you want your your wowness, and I can share maybe something later. Yes. Uh, well, you know, when we are in a new relationship, we we're wowed by our partner, mm-hmm. right? Wow, it's amazing. Everything is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And, and as time goes by, we get used to, so the wildness just kind of dilutes, uh, is diluted. So, But it's our personal um, responsibility to renew that wildness. And that's not an easy work. Being able to go into it and say, okay, <clears throat> waking up every morning and cleaning your eyes and seeing your partner with new fresh eyes like it was the first time Mm -hmm. that's a personal work that everybody can work on and it's not easy but it's very crucial if you want to expand on your relationship if you want to continue to maintain that love you know the fire of love Mm -hmm. so that's our responsibility is nobody else's responsibility it's not his fault or her fault it's our so how can we renew that what can we do to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. It's always us, right? It's yes. It's always our fault, but not in a negative Responsibility, way. I would say. Responsibility. Exactly. exactly. Yes. It's, and, and in everything. And when somebody pisses you off, it's not them. It's you. Because mm-hmm. you have something you need, you need to uh, work on or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. That's why when your partner, when when they start to be annoying, boring, whatever, uh, it's it, you have to look at yourself and and wonder, oh, why do I think that now? Why is my partner suddenly 
he's, he's the same. He didn't change, but right. how did I change? Or why is my mood like that today? And I often re um, noticed we would be in the worst fight ever, which is really not that bad. But let's say for us, it's like bad. And then the next day, I love him so much for no mm. reason. You know? mm. And then mm. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a psychopath. But no, it's just, <laughs> it's just, oh, I have a mental illness. No, but it's, we're all like this, you know? Yeah. We, we, it's us. And that's what I wanted to say about uh, the new eyes. It's mm. always us. So we can yes. always choose. Always, it's just a choice. Yes. And that's very good what you just uh, like mentioned now, the choice. You know, we always have the choice to be happy or miserable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And nobody can decide for us. Nobody has the switch button of the happy or unhappy feeling that we create within. Yes. Yes, they contribute, they can help, they can support, but they are not deciding for us. We decide. Yeah. And uh, yeah, having the, cho with the choice part is so important to, to really realize all that, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to not take, it, take things for granted. Yeah, and not blame anybody. You know, and not taking for granted is a key because it makes that keeps the wildness alive. Mm -hmm. You know, if you take things for granted, then pff, you're bored, you get blasé, you get <laughs> bored right away. <laughs> I was talking about that yesterday with my friend, and I sent her that recording. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's great, yeah. Yes, the gratitude, the gratefulness is mm -hmm. so important, and not taking it for granted not thinking okay well that's the least he can do or that's whatever you know mm -hmm. no it's appreciating every little thing mm -hmm. and always being in a state of appreciation mm. that's to write down being in a state of appreciation for everything <laughs> not only for relationship for life you know like you wake up you still alive. i just watched a movie yesterday it was called the uh, chamboulement mm -hmm. it's the story It's a French movie. Yeah, I just happened to see it here on my box. Um, it's the story of a guy who was playing tennis with everybody, having fun. He has his family, three kids, a wife. And, and he, he said, okay, he's going to pick up something in town. He take his mm -hmm. scooter and boom, accident, coma, mm -hmm. became blind. Mm -hmm. uh, and his cognitive abilities were not as good. Mm -hmm. And it was about the story of that family who evolved into that situation. And it can happen from one minute to another, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have to be really grateful about what we have because everything can change from one minute to another. From, from uh, losing our life to losing our abilities to losing awareness to losing anything, you know? So when we have it, we should really cherish it. Mm -hmm. Totally. <laughs> and we can end the, end the podcast on that <laughs> no, yes totally we could totally we could. so now so what's the purpose of creating a relationship a love relationship what is it sometimes i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it's um for me it's really this this mirror this um it's also of course a lot of sharing a lot of growing Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's kind of easy to grow uh, alone, you know, to or to be alone. 
and and then everything is good and then when you're in a relationship it's like oh okay yeah it's still good but there are some challenges that come and and there are good challenges you know mm -hmm. meant to be here for me yeah. it's that well yeah thank you and i want to try to define that uh, as a commonality we all have like common needs and uh, the need to be happy uh, to be in the in the happiness feeling you know mm -hmm. and uh, and so in order to create that dynamic of happiness well we have two ways one is within so nobody can make us happy we can be happy alone Mm -hmm. That's how, I mean, this is not necessarily obvious for everybody, uh, but it would be good to start to be happy alone. So that means if we're happy alone, we can be happy with somebody. But if mm -hmm. we are not happy alone and we're waiting for somebody to be with us to be happy, yeah. then, then we're dependent on the relationship. And that's when it, when it becomes tricky. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So important is to start with... Uh, the feeling of happiness by ourselves, for ourselves, and then meeting somebody and saying, okay, let's create another color of happiness. And so everybody have that needs, right? And how do you develop, uh, what, what are we also looking for in a relationship typically? So to develop this happiness and this trust that we long, we're longing for, we need a sense of security, a sense of admiration, Uh, humor. This is like the communality that every human being is looking for. Trust, mm. sense of security, admiration, love, honoring, humor. You know, mm. if we have that, then we feel like, wow, this is cool. This is exactly what I look for. Mm -hmm. Right. And then after you have more definition, but the base, I would say the uh, groundwork is around that. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you feel that it's true for you? No. <laughs> Or do, do I have it? No. Do you feel yeah. it's true that you're looking for a uh, sense of security, sense of trust, sense of admiration, love, humor? Do you think that this is what you're looking for in a relationship typically? Um, I, I could reply to that in two different ways so the first way is i'm looking for deep conversations you know mm -hmm. what like what we're ha having now what what i do on my podcast i love it love it mm -hmm. so and that's why i'm with my partner because the first date like was not amazing you know but no actually it was because <laughs> we dived <laughs> we, we we were immediately into It's something really deep and I was like wow I don't even know I didn't even know he lived in Hanover because we didn't talk about that you know we didn't mm. talk what's your job what's this what's that the, those basic questions we didn't mm -hmm. um, and I was like cool and that's I know that's why we're together and to explore that more deeply mm -hmm. and of course love but I would say also I'm not sure that trust is here all the time, for example, you know, we try mm -hmm. to. So what I want to say is they're not necessarily 
there maybe you will have to uh, i know i use the the word work a lot but it's it's like that you know you have to i like to, to say react. play to play okay, okay. <laughs> Play you have to with play the on it. <laughs> yes. No, you have to play with the different dynamics. You know, there are different needs and different dynamics that are showing up in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's about how do you play with that? Because it's basically you have to look at the relationship as an as a game of love, but game not in a negative uh, you know, it's like a it's a it's a it's a happy, happy game, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like we got to be playful with each other and not necessarily be dogged down by, you know, like, oh, okay, I don't trust you. If you don't trust somebody, then you have a problem because you cannot fully open your heart. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have a, a sense of certainty or security or certainty, yeah. and also that, that also like kind of becomes light and hazy, right? Uh, if you don't admire, if you don't have the sense of wowness with your partner, then also like, okay, well, it's just somebody next to you, you know? And if you cannot laugh about things, mm -hmm. then it's a problem too. Like, not, cannot be serious about everything. This is about lightness, about happiness. Happiness is, when you're happy, light, right? You mm -hmm. feel like you have energy. This is like, you can, mm -hmm. you can move the world. You can, so... That's the state you want to always co-create with your partner mm -hmm. or, or aiming for it. Does it make sense? Yeah, sound, yeah. It sounds like you are reflecting on it, right? <laughs> I am. <laughs> no, it does make sense. But I, I feel like the way you say it is as if, it's already here since the beginning, but I feel like it's not necessarily all of the things you said are here right from the beginning. No, no, yeah, and I didn't mean to say okay. that it would be here at the beginning. I said this okay. is what we're aiming for. This uh, is what yeah, we're okay. longing for. Okay. If you want a long-term relationship, you have to. Okay. It's important to work with this, like mm -hmm. a sense of trust, a sense of yeah. certainty, a sense of okay. admiration. Like <laughs> this is what you're aiming for. Yes. Say, yes. Right? Okay. Totally. Then. It's part of the ingredients yeah. of the soup. You know, if you want a yes. good soup, you have to add these ingredients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Then I definitely agree. Now, you know, we have needs. And everybody have different needs and the needs can change over time and can change over seasons, can change over uh, months, period time of the month. So we have, but these needs are really important to honor and to have our partner being aware of these needs. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes they are under disguise. So we have like a way to present our needs with aggression or with uh, uh, arrogancy or with, uh, you know, like complete or, or playing games of psychological game, like saying one thing in okay. order to have another result, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so these, we don't, we are not always aware of our needs and mm -hmm. we just, we just express these in, in a screwed, completely screwed way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we I had a partner, she, just enjoyed to create this harmony 
to create challenges and um, and and uh, how do you say fights? She like she created that in order to get love from me. Mm. I didn't understand the game first. She, she always wanted to create some kind of disharmony, and then after that, she wanted to make love with me. But I said, this doesn't work for me, you know? This is not what I'm looking <laughs> for. I like harmony. I like to be on that field, you know? Mm-hmm. And But that was her makeup. When she, yeah. was, when she was little, she mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. witnessing her parents fighting. Mm-hmm. And then when her parents uh, fought, then her mother came to her and took her in her arm. So she made an, an, an association of receiving love and fight. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. created that in her mind, like subconsciously, right? Obviously not aware of it. Mm-hmm. But this is what she had was playing with all of her life. Okay, I'm going to create a fight. Now I can make love, you know, association. Mm-hmm. Okay, my parents fight, fought. Then now I receive love from my mom, right? Mm-hmm. So you see, yeah, it's crazy how association can be made in our brain. Yeah. So. Step number one, self-awareness, understanding who we are, how we operate, how a system works, and then uh, be aware of what we need and why we need it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is not easy because... Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it can take years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and But it's good to ask ourselves questions all the time. Say, mm-hmm. Because I remember... Because now my I have evolved as a lot in my relationships, but I know that before I w- I was playing a lot with my uh, uh, okay, um, oh. Whoa. Uh, ego no. ego yes yeah. so I was playing a lot with my ego and I was pushing one way to receive the other way you know and um, and my pride and my ego was too high and mm-hmm. I could not. It, it didn't work because it, you know, I pushed in the wrong direction and I could not get the love that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So it's important to understand how it works. So if we, there is a really good book that I suggest. It's called Speaking Peace for Marshall Rosenberg. Have you heard of it? No, I don't think so. Marshall Rosenberg uh, uh, create that concept of uh, nonviolent communication. So he wrote the nonviolent communication book, which is a, a thick book that explains a lot about the communication dynamics. But he wrote a smaller book, which is faster to read, but it's really well done, and it's called Speaking Peace. Mm-hmm. So if you can get that, that helps people to understand what is behind the words, what is behind the meaning. Uh, you know, sometimes we have this smoke screen and the smoke screen don't help because it hides who we really are and what we want to say or what we need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go ahead. I have an example, maybe a few. Uh, sometimes I'm angry at my partner or or in the pr- <laughs> when he's here. But often at and uh, and then sometimes he takes me in his arms and then I start crying, and there was sadness under the anger, but I didn't know, you know. But he knew, and then by just taking me in his arms, 
and that I'm sure requires already some advanced practices. You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> advanced knowledge. That yeah, and then and then it's good. And I think often people also at work they can seem arrogant or whatever, but they're just hurt or they're just sensitive or they're just um, often what is the word um, uh, not confident, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, it's yeah. Is that what he shares in the book? To, to it, yeah, absolutely as well. You know, uh, and as you said, we have this ego is so big and plays a big role in, in our life. And it can be good for moving forward and, you know, achievement. Mm -hmm. But if it's in a relationship dynamic, it's not really healthy. So ego can be applied in some areas, you know, all the big achiever, they have a high ego, but uh, also in a relationship, it's important to maybe learn to tone it down. It's like a thermometer, you know, mm -hmm. the emotional thermometer or the ego thermometer. You got to turn it down and master the fact of that. And you see like, for example, what's, in, what's his name, your boyfriend's name? Till. Till. So what Till did, he put his ego down in order to, because I'm sure when yeah. you scream at him or when you were, uh, you know, argumentative with him, mm -hmm. he didn't take it at the first degree. Mm -hmm. He went to look what is behind that. What does yeah. she really need? Mm -hmm. So that's uh, a good skill. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's wonderful that he put, because if he would have been in his ego, he would have fought back. Mm -hmm. Because, and, uh, yeah. Uh, he didn't take it personally and I exactly. think that's what we do all the time and we shouldn't and yeah. and it would make the world it would make it so much easier if we wouldn't take everything personally mm -hmm. well you know we are in a world of reactiveness mm -hmm. so that's all what we learn we learn to react so we receive a text we respond right away we receive a phone we respond. <laughs> everything is like right now Instant, Instagram, so instant, right? <laughs> Facebook, like it's all in now. Everything is in now. Yeah. So like we are very programmed to be reactive. So the key to harmonious relationship is not to be reactive, or one of the keys, uh, because that's what creates problem. We don't take time to listen or to observe or to try to understand. Because what Till did at that moment, he mm. took the time to understand what's going on. If he would have been reactive, it could have escalated in a big fight. Mm -hmm. But we're not always able to do that. Because sometimes if we're tired, we don't have that energy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, if, or if it's repetitive, like I have my, my partner, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's repetitive. And I said, we talked already 10 times about it. Now mm -hmm. it comes back like the button is pushed, you mm -hmm. know? So mm -hmm. I, I became reactive. And mm -hmm. after a little bit, as I rea realized, I said, oh, shoot, I didn't manage to be mm -hmm. non-reactive this time, you know? Mm -hmm. So it is a mastery. It is a mastery that we need to work on mm -hmm. constantly. Mm -hmm. but, it's, but it's beautiful when it can happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> Well, there is another thing that, uh, you know, I, I've been always fascinated by relationships and I always wondered, 
what can we do in order to improve the dynamic? What can we do in order to create harmony? Because I'm a big harmony fan. So uh, for me, that's the key. I want to be in peace, in harmony, in love, like peace, love, and harmony. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. born in the 60s, but I think I've been influenced by that. <laughs> <laughs> would that be the title of a book if you would write one? Oh, yeah, that totally could be that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the hint. I might consider that. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the questions I ask usually if you would write a book about your life what would the title be hmm wow peace love and harmony <laughs> in wowness ah yeah in wowness. So, so many books to write huh <laughs> yes, absolutely well I wrote one already it's oh yes it's called be different be you All right. Because I was telling you at the beginning of our conversation that, uh, you know, society is trying to create uh, robots type of Mm -hmm. things, you know, like put all of us in one box. Uh, It's also a way to control, you know, it's easier to control people are all the same than people who are all different. And I believe, I know that our DNA is very unique. Every individual has a unique DNA, therefore Mm -hmm. a unique way to express And so in my book, I really help people to find out who they really are, ask ask themselves the right questions in order to shine at the best of who they are. Mm. So beautiful. Yeah. Where can we find the book? It's only online. You can go on my website. It's called Mm peakpotentialinternational.com. And then you can look on the Be Different Be You. And right now I only have it online at this point. And in, okay. only in English at this point. Oh, so maybe some translation to come. Huh? Yes, totally. It is kind of a half translated, but I need to, to work on it. <laughs> it takes time. This I cannot say play. I have yeah. to say work. <laughs> so I wanted to tell you about how to try to find a way uh, to, f- to create the harmony again, to co-create the harmony. So I created um, a kind of a system or let's say um, a tool that I, wa- that I like to use. It's called the love circle or the trust circle. If I w- work with organizations, I speak about the trust circle. If I work with people uh, who are in a relationship, I mean a romantic relationship, I, lo- I call it the love circle. Mm-hmm. because this works everywhere and you know at work it's always a question of being right or being recognized or appreciated and it's not much different in a relationship so when something ar- arises like a, a, a really some challenges and you feel oh it's not right i feel angry i feel unhappy i feel like something is wrong and you, we are kind of reactive towards each other Usually is because we are in uh, in pain or we are uh, this. Uh, how do you say? Disappointed. Disappointed, or, yeah. or disagree on something. Okay, all this right now. I call. I say to my partner, "Can we? Can we call the love circle?" <laughs> so calling. So then there is then a common agreement here. So okay, if we call the love circle, there are rules. We cannot enter 
the love circle without respecting these rules. Mm-hmm. So the rules are intention of respect our partner and not blaming our partner, mm-hmm. honoring what the needs are and where they are at, Mm-hmm. developing empathy and compassion to find harmony, to listen mm-hmm. carefully, and to be humble. Mm. If the ego is there, there's <laughs> no way we can move forward. <laughs> so humility is the door that opens the heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you enter the circle, you have to have that in mind. Do you remember what they are, the elements? <laughs> I will okay. write them down. Uh, I think it's I important. Listen to the, to the podcast again. Yes. Um, and I really encourage everybody who listens to the podcast to take notes because we forget, you know, uh, we have a nice conversation right now, but I'm trying to really give the keys. What I'm trying to say with you today there are workshops. I do workshop around it, like one day or two day workshops mm-hmm. and I charge for it. And here, you know, because I always hope people can take that home and then create a new life. It's mm-hmm. not just a discussion or a nice conversation. It's really, I, I try to give keys in order to change people's life. Mm-hmm. But of course, yeah. Not, not blaming. So meaning, um, not saying, you make you did that and whatever and rather talk like i feel like that when you did that or whatever perfect perfect <laughs> Ophelia. that's exactly it <laughs> we do it uh humi- humility yes i felt my ego die many times in during conversations like when Basically, when Till says um, some things I, that he feels that I find so hurtful, but that my ego finds super hurtful. And I'm not, if in that moment I'm not reacting, I'm just listening and sitting in my pain. It's, I'm, I'm winning. And we're both winning, you know, because... Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm just, I'm being humble. I'm just accepting what he's uh, sharing. Yeah. Uh, Important is to be, to put the guards, the, the guards down, mm-hmm. you know, because if you, both of you are in the same time in that love circle with the same intention of being humble, put the ego down, having empathy, compassion, listening more and having respect and honoring what the other needs are Mm -hmm. in order to create harmony because the purpose of being in a circle is to create harmony again. Mm -hmm. So to be able to have love to expressing, then you're a winner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's what we do sometimes, but I feel like when, what gets tricky is maybe when you don't know what your own needs are, you know, in that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Because the, it's still hard to to figure out, oh, what, what do I need right now? Oh, that's why I feel angry. Oh, I just need to eat. Often, often it's that, actually. We just need to eat. <laughs> and yeah. It's okay again. Yeah. And 
And if this is how you function, if you think that food really create that or the lack of food um, create that, then it can be a, a belief system, you know, it might not be true, but it can be a belief system. Um, or it can be true too. But what I'm saying is like, to, if your partner knows that, okay, you become particularly sensitive when you don't have food in your stomach, then, uh, you, you know, it can facilitate that. And, um, but what is important is really to understand. And like you said, we might not be always aware of our needs. And our partner can help us to identify these needs through these conversations, through being in the circle and say, oh, if I understand well, so this is one of the way of communicating, you know. Mm -hmm. If I understand what you're telling me here is that you felt angry uh, is that possible that you didn't have food at that moment that you, you are more sensitive or what do you think? <laughs> you know, yeah. asking question to understand your partner more and better. Mm -hmm. So when you're in the love circle, you are talking heart to heart. It's not ego to ego. Like it is outside of the circle is heart to heart. This is where you have your guard on. This is where you are. I call it, level of communication number six uh, level uh, level six communication yeah. so this is another topic we can talk one day i have like six level of communications the level six is heart to heart and this is very seldom that people do that and live there mm, and do you have a ritual before you or energetically or spiritual or whatever before you do that love circle or just by saying okay can we do the love circle it's enough to put you in that state of heart to heart well you know everybody has different ways to deal with a sensitive situation so when you are emotionally hijacked which is mm -hmm. when the amygdala which is the gland the emotion the gland of emotions is hijacked that means there is all kinds of uh, chemical going there. You cannot even control. You need a minimum of 20 to 30 minutes to calm down and to have mm -hmm. some kind of reasoning going on. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the middle of an emotional hijack, mm -hmm. you can say to your partner, can we go in a love circle in the next uh, 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. Or if you're strong enough and you have that muscle developed, you say, can we go in an emotional circle uh, in a love circle uh, as soon as possible. And then what I do is I breathe. Breathing helps me to calm down. You know, yeah. when you breathe, you bring, give oxygen to you, to your brain. So everything can relax. The, the plex, solar plexus is tense when you are uh, angry. So, or emotionally hijacked, the solar plexus is really compressed. So when you breathe, you open that up. So breathing always, always the key number one for everything. So breathing a few times, calm down, and then enter the love circle. Because you have an intention is to create harmony again. Mm -hmm. And because you know that you have to be in humility, in, in empathy, in uh, respect. So you cannot come angry in that love circle. It's not allowed. Mm -hmm. But so you, and you have a you have a responsibility. Mm -hmm. So if you cannot control yourself, don't go in the love circle. Okay, yeah. If you're still angry, don't start. Mm. So you would really wait until you're calm, 
not angry anymore and then start yeah you want to say okay well give me okay first of all you have to recognize the intention because you might be so angry mm -hmm. that you, you ah give me a break with this love stupid love circle you know <laughs> yes. and and then you have to come down you have to let the other person come down because the, it's beautiful to be able to create and to enter a love circle so it's not the time mm -hmm. and so you have to let the person come down and give them a break Mm -hmm. And uh, but if you're able, I mean, to recognize that your partner wants to make an effort, you know, like Teal took a lot of inner strength to hug you at that mm -hmm. moment of aggression. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it takes the same amount of effort and strength to be able to 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 ask for a love circle. You know, can we enter a love circle? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the same, it's the same demarche, the same mm -hmm. path. You know, say okay. I want to find a way to calm down. I want to find a way to understand you. I want to find a way to open my heart to you again. Mm -hmm. So it takes takes a lot. But if you do that, that change the dynamic and the relationship can really grow. Mm -hmm. Cool. Does well, it make sense? Yeah, he will love it. He will love that I <laughs> talk about that. Because <laughs> at the beginning of the relationship, we were doing something similar, like honoring the partner, but like kind of every day, uh, not when you're angry, but just as a ritual, because he has teachers that do that together and And I was like, what the fuck does he want me to do? <laughs> and I know I'm open to that kind of stuff, but that was so weird and not natural, you know, for me. Mm. Or maybe I wasn't there yet, or I don't know. But I, yeah, we stopped doing that very quickly. <laughs> but it is a nice, um, yeah, it's nice. And um Yeah, Thank you know, you. you're welcome. And it's these are tools, and you yeah. know, not everybody is ready to use uh, yeah. certain tools to grow because we are sometimes too much into trauma. Because we didn't talk about trauma, you know. That's um, mm -hmm. you know, we have we have experienced trauma in our life that have shaped our brain a certain way, and. Uh, being able to go in a love circle and talks, talk about your needs and not blaming the other and uh, listening and all this, this is and compassion. This is not easy if you are in a trauma because there is a defense mechanism that is automatically uh, acting. And so if you're in defense mode, you cannot enter the love circle. If you're in a trauma and you have like that alarm going on, It's not possible to go there. You cannot open your heart. Mm -hmm. So it's important to do a work on ourselves. And like you say, maybe one person might be more advanced than the other. Mm -hmm. uh, and more ready, I would say. Not advanced, but more ready to do certain things than the other. Mm -hmm. Then learn from each other. And say, mm -hmm. is this interesting? Is this worth to try? Is it like a, a good idea for me? Does that work for me? Mm -hmm. Because everybody Sometimes it doesn't, and then yeah. it's fine. So yeah, yeah. But so, what would you? Because dealing with your trauma is important, right? But 
what would you recommend people to do to to be able to deal with them or to recognize that they have some or what kind of therapy what or maybe coaching for for trauma resolution you mean mm-hmm. oh well that's a whole different topic <laughs> <laughs> i certified also by the way in, in that field <laughs> so Perfect. and but before doing that before my my certification i was not aware i'm i've been lucky not to have too many trauma in my life mm-hmm. so um but i discover so many oh my gosh i was like oh, that's incredible what human being can do to other human being and mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. and also how we interpret things as well and sometimes we hurt ourselves mm-hmm. by ourselves you know not even necessarily because of others uh and yeah so you know there are some books i think knowledge is a key so um uh, being aware developing a sense of awareness of what's going on why we are uh triggered You know, mm-hmm. we're triggered by all kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. So you had a trauma you mentioned one day, uh, you know, from your childhood, mm-hmm. and it gets triggered. And the trigger are the challenge, right? Are the challenges. Okay, I got triggered once again, you know. Or if mm-hmm. if your needs are not responded uh, or unrecognized, then you get triggered too. So we get we can get triggered by so many things so i think step number one is to try to identify what triggers you what puts you in disharmony what makes you feel unease or uh yeah unease you know like angry or sad or unhappy or what are the triggers and once you identify the triggers you say okay what's the source of the trigger what where does it come from why would i even feel like that mm-hmm. then you have the why you know and once you know why it's okay but well, that's good okay now i know why but that's the past that's like a long time ago and then this is where the choice comes in okay what do i choose do i choose to carry that with me the rest of my life or do i choose to kind of start a cleansing mm-hmm. around this trauma that i carry around because you know we can be easily become a victim of our traumas mm-hmm. okay and then we get attention from other people mm-hmm. and seeking for love but is it the right way to seek for love through a trauma or through a you know negative reaction mm-hmm. is it healthy <laughs> not sure <laughs> not sure. but uh, but often we walk around as victims yes um because we don't think we have a choice okay that's maybe another topic but it's very related mm-hmm. and by acting as a victim we are waiting that somebody says oh poor exactly. or whatever and it's always seeking for love yeah. you know really it's all everybody's always seeking for love under the disguise of uh, different um, you know actions and mm-hmm. and reactions mm-hmm. so at the end of the day we all looking for love and more love and then uh, we we find some some tricky way to get it and uh, yes yeah, so i think the first step is is identify all that and then seeing if it's really helping to have a healthy relationship or not if it's not happy it's like starting to 
cleanse. And cleanse, it's not easy because it's a habit. It can be a habit that you have in inside for a long time. It's a system that your brain, it's a mechanism that your brain have created. So now it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm the victim of that, but I don't want to be the victim. So it's a choice now. Mm-hmm. And then it's like any activity. If you want to be an Af- uh, a gold medalist, you need mm-hmm. to practice and practice and practice. Yeah. So if you see a trigger that comes back again and again, you need to be self-aware and practice to change, shift, you know, move that switch and say, okay, I'm going to switch now to a different reaction. I don't want it. I have an example for that, you know, like for myself. I, I have a father. I had a father that I was not really proud of. Uh, and there are many things that I had, not many, a few things I had from him that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And I automatically, it's kind of a genetic, uh, you know, reaction that you get from your parents. And it's, like, it's kind of a genes that, that express itself in certain condition. Mm-hmm. But what is beautiful is epigenetic. You know what is epi- epigenetic? Yeah, but we can explain, I think. The power of mind over our genes. Mm-hmm. And I can refer you to Bruce Lipton, who explained that so very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, the power of belief. He has written a book called The Power of Belief. And, uh, and you can also Google him, and, and he has many uh, lectures. <clears throat> and same with Joe Dispenza, who explained yeah, uh, this type say. of thing. <laughs> yeah. So I would, uh, these are my two um, people to go to, you know, my two, uh, mm-hmm. how do you call that? Uh, Gurus. Gurus, yes. <laughs> uh, Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton. They're yeah. just amazing people. And they, I like the way they explain things. You know, It makes all sense, and, mm-hmm. but they explain it very easily. So, therefore, we have this belief system that is uh, inside. We choose to believe that this is because I had this trauma and all that. And so, to come back to what I inherited, mm-hmm. uh, genetically speaking, and it was acting, uh, like I can give you an example of a temper, you know, on both sides of my family, my, my father and my mother, they have easy uh, triggered and temper, and temper. And I don't want that. I don't like that. I don't think it's a good idea to, to carry that on. So I've been working on it for a long time and it works. And now I don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was very easy to get it. I was very easily triggered because it was a genetic predisposition. Mm-hmm. But if you're aware of it and you don't like it, you can change it. Mm-hmm. Takes time, takes energy, takes effort, but everything can be changed. Yeah, That's epigenetic. It's the power of mind through consciousness. If you have consciousness, awareness of it, and you make a decision of changing it and working on it every day, you can change it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> yes, it's really fantastic. We can we are, we are so conditioned by everything, and we can recondition ourselves in another way. Yeah, 
And that's why we're not victims. Yes. We have a choice. Yes. Yeah, so that's step number one, knowing that actually, knowing <laughs> mm-hmm. that you can change it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Little by little. And being and you, aware, observing it, and then yeah. uh, uh, working on it. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? Hopefully, it's okay to fall back. It's okay. Thank you. <laughs> yes. It's okay to fall back and then to get up again and, okay, I'm going to get better and better. Because I do fall back in, in my uh, default things, but I don't want. So I want to make it always shorter and shorter, like less longer or, or you know, get it faster or, you know. So it's, Like be angry, but just for two minutes instead yes. of two days. Or, yes. And having the ego acting up and, you know, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't accept that in me. I don't accept it in me. That's yeah. it. But uh, yeah, that's what I noticed with Till uh, when we fight. Well, first of all, at the beginning of our relationship, we were really fighting. And now it's only me fighting. Oh. <laughs> and it's, he's not fighting. Well, he has other things, of course. But yes. It's not, it's just me like becoming a bit angry and then he's not getting angry. And I'm like, okay. And then I feel like it's really shorter, you know, like the, and then we say sorry really much quicker. That's good. Yeah, it's great. And that's a magic word saying sorry, you know. Yeah, it was so hard. (laughs) It was so (laughs) hard for me. Yes. Say it for because I was like, but I didn't do anything. Anything? Why should I say sorry? And right. Then, yeah, you know, right. I was like, right. I was like fighting with myself, even being like, ah, oh, my intuition tells me to say sorry, but oh no, I don't want to. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. as, but when I started saying it and meaning it, um, then it it's okay. It became okay actually to say it. Yeah, because it's our ego protecting us, right? Yes. Like, I don't want to get hurt, so my ego is acting out. Why should I say sorry? I just, you should just love me, and that's it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or worse, you should just say, do what I say, you know? Exactly. Worse, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And this is typical behavior, and yes, recognizing that and coming into humility and say, okay, because... Being able to say sorry means you're humble, you recognize, you know, you appreciate. And Well, it's always us. My, one of my coach says, it's always us. It's all, you have the power to change your relationship and the other one doesn't even have to change. But by you changing, the other one will change too. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's awesome. And, but the... At the beginning, also, when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, so much responsibility. I hate responsibility, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like, I don't want kids. I don't want this. I don't want responsibility. Uh, yes. And then when I heard, oh, everything is my responsibility, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool, but it's kind of exhausting just by thinking <laughs> about it, you know? And But now I'm, I understand. And But that was, again kind of like a little bit of victim thinking ah it's all my responsibility you know yeah yeah exactly now it's like okay if it's my responsibility okay i'm an adult i'm gonna do that that's right (laughs) 
But it's fantastic that you, yeah. you know, you go in, in, we go in our different phases and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, of realization, of self-realization and, and mm -hmm. then moving forward, right? It's all about moving forward. So, and making a choice. They say, okay, I choose to be responsible. Like I have a friend of mine, she's, she loves to blame people. <laughs> she, she just, she's never responsible of anything. It's always because of others, you know. But that doesn't help much, right? Because then she's never going to be happy if it's always every, the whole thing is wrong. You know, everything is wrong all the time. Mm -hmm. but, People are idiots, but yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And then I'm like, do you know about the mirror principle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you tell her about the mirror principle? That's right. That's right. But you know, some people are not ready to listen. I right? know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know. I know. I yeah, I know. You know. It this summer, yeah, with a specific example that I'm not going to quote just in case she listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, do you want to share about? relationships at work and and how we can behave or at work you know because sometimes it gets tricky with your boss or your coworkers. And yeah course, yeah well yeah absolutely we can briefly uh, touch on that so at work it's uh, it's always related again with uh, you know people are trying to do their best at work right so they try to perform to be recognized and to uh, to make sure that the company still want to keep them. Yes, so yes. there is complete. There is a big fear of losing their jobs. I feel that's right that's all right. the time. Yeah. So that's why there is competition. That's why some people are really like uh, you know uh, stepping over others because mm -hmm. they want to make sure they keep their job. They recognize, appreciate, acknowledge. So that's mm -hmm. all about that. Mm -hmm. So if you are with people, then. Uh, that are like that and they don't know what's going on, they just do it, then it's important you recognize you are the wise person. And then you say, wow, you did actually a really good job. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk to my boss about it, about and you, what you did and something like that. So, But if it's somebody who wants to grow and wants to uh, really improve the relationship, then you can call the trust call. And you can explain what it is. So you say, well, look, um, I learned something about, uh, you know, really creating our relationship. Well, I'll give you a concrete example. Mm -hmm. uh, in my work, uh, I mean, in where I am now in an organization, I have a contract uh, where I'm working as in a team. Mm -hmm. And uh, that person have her own ways of seeing things that mm -hmm. are very different than mine. And that's okay. Uh, but we had uh, an argument over something that I totally didn't see. She saw it very different than what I saw. So I, let's say I send a circle and she receive a square. Mm -hmm. So that's often a misunderstanding, right? People are just uh, assuming certain things mm -hmm. accor uh, according to their, where they are at, right? Mm -hmm. So they are in a place where maybe they're sensitive, maybe they had argument at home, maybe they had whatever, mm -hmm. and they receive a square when you send a circle. So it's misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. So then we called the circle of trust, and we started to have a clear 
And this, so it was not the way I describe it for the relationship. It, it was a third party was there, but the dynamic was the same. Mm-hmm. So that means I came from a place of, okay, so tell me what's going on. How did you receive? What did you receive? So mm-hmm. she explained now what she received, but it was nothing to do with what I said. It was completely her interpretation. Mm-hmm. So the interpretation have completely changed the dynamic. And now we say, okay, I understand you have, and you know, I could have said at that moment, but I didn't say that. Why did you understand mm-hmm. that? I didn't say. So mm-hmm. it's your fault. And I could have said that, right? If I say that, then I'm not going anywhere mm-hmm. because ego is in place, protection, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I say, oh, okay, so I understand. Then I ask, so what do I need to do um, mm-hmm. to not have that happening again? Mm-hmm. So she said, the choice of words and the choice. Oh, okay. So I said, well, my mother tongue is not English, so maybe you can help me if I don't choose the right word. And mm-hmm. I said, my intention mm-hmm. was certainly not to make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. My intention was really to share with you and to just have your opinion. Mm-hmm. And so I had to say that a few times. And so I think it took time for her to realize that. And I always said, my, my intention is always to keep harmony and to work as a team with you. Mm-hmm. And so then the guard started to go down, you know. And then because her guard were up. Mm-hmm. And so she was completely into protection mode. And so whatever I say doesn't really help. So, but when I say, okay, take responsibility and I say, what can I do to change? And that I say, okay, what can I do to make a difference? What can I do? Um, and then I say, okay, well, yes, I'm sorry. So I was really in hum- hum- humility and then it made a whole difference. Mm-hmm. So if one doesn't have the information you have today, mm-hmm. you can show by example and then people can really change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think that's a really common example that we all have at work, like misunderstandings, like number one mm-hmm. <laughs> source of fighting or whatever. But this is at work and in and in a relationship always. Yeah. It's a yeah, misunderstanding. Exactly. We just, somebody yeah, see true. a certain way. Yes. Yeah. Like the other day, that's uh, back to the romantic relationship. Uh, I w- we were at the um, supermarket and I was on the, I was looking for a gift for my mom actually. And it was in the cosme- um, beauty product section and Till was going to the, the food section for, to get food for him. And I said, he was like, okay, so see you in 15 minutes. And I said, uh, no, rather two minutes because I knew what I needed, what I wanted. I knew where it was. And I, and I knew that he doesn't like, uh, it was not a huge supermarket, but still on my mind, I was like, no, no, two minutes. It's okay. Like we're not going to spend too much time in here. And in his mind, it was like uh, he felt rushed by me, you know, because I said two minutes. And 
of course he didn't share that and then he went to the food and I chose the thing and then we left and then we went home and the mood was and then another little fight happened and the mood was not really good and then later he shared that he was like yeah already at the supermarket you said two minutes and I thought come on like you don't need, you're rushing me you don't even give me time and it was totally not true you know it was I thought I was doing this for him so we don't spend too much time in there and so it's yeah it's super interesting how much we misunderstand totally and you see this is where maybe you had you wanted to do your best to please yes, that, to please yes, him exactly. and then and he understood the opposite so yeah. you send a circle and you receive a square <laughs> yes, exactly right so yeah. this is where sometimes it's important to speak uh, out your heart and say oh sorry I, I i just wanted to go as quickly as possible but it's not always possible to do it because we're reacting very quickly right mm -hmm. yeah and the situation yeah it goes like he went down the escalator you know like it, mm -hmm. it was like okay but okay like see you later yeah <laughs> exactly and yeah, and speak out our needs. But you know, it's okay if it happened at that moment, let it happen. And then go back to it and say, you know, can we talk about that? I really would like to understand what happened here. Is that, is that okay with you? And always ask permission, you know, because the person might not want to discuss that or the person might not be in that mood of discussing it or doesn't feel it's a big deal or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um so it's important to say what you feel. You feel, you know, I felt I, there was something that bothered me uh, around around that reaction. I would like to discuss it briefly with you. Is that is that okay? Mm -hmm. And if you ask permission and the person is ready to do it, because it's really important to recognize the readiness or non-readiness of the situation to discuss, yeah. you know, the timing. Timing is everything. Because you don't always know where the person is at. Maybe he has some other ideas of doing something that we want to do before the the, the shops close or whatever, you know, or want to get hot maroni or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> chestnuts, <laughs> or whatever is in the other person's mind. So you have to choose yeah. your moments to discuss yeah. certain things and ask permission. And at work, how would you... Because I'm going through a little thing at work right now, actually. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I know I have the tools, but I'm still like, mm, yeah, it pisses me off. <laughs> you know, I closed. So it much. pisses you off means you're triggered. Yeah. I'm very okay. much triggered by specifically one colleague mm -hmm. who I really opened my heart to her at work but uh, on a rather private topic like and it was not even about my life it was about her life she was going through something and and then I really wanted to help her I thought wow this is like genuinely you know I was like oh my god this is a perfect opportunity you know she's uh, opening up a little bit and I, I really want to help her and she let my, me help her in that moment but then a few weeks later 
I felt like the the stab in my back, like when another situation, a work situation about holidays, whatever days off, you know, and and then uh, they disagreed, and and I was like, wow, I feel I felt hurt, I, and I still, and I think that's the problem. I still feel hurt, and now I don't want to. Uh, Talk to, talk to her that much, you know? Mm-hmm. So but, why do you feel hurt? Um, because I thought that we, we, I could trust her and she could trust me, you know, that we were in good terms, but maybe not, or not anymore, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I open, you, yeah. Yeah. And I know that if my heart would be op- really open, um, she, it wouldn't hurt me, you know? So I think you just uh, said exactly what's going on. You feel hurt because you have opened your, your heart and you trusted her. And now your sense of trust and uh, your you open heart just got uh, shut down by her behavior or her way of being, right? Yeah. Okay. So now you have responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're responsible about your feelings. So maybe you had expectations of her being behaving a certain way and she's decided to behave a different way. Mm-hmm. What if you have no expectations? And she just behave a certain way, but that's the way she is for her reason. She may have a reason to react to behave the way she is, right? Yeah. What are the reasons? Um, maybe some. What I thought of are a private, uh, her private life. Maybe mm-hmm. something is not super cool, but I don't know. Uh, but that's just intuition. And because I've noticed also when I'm not feeling well in my private life, I don't, I feel anxiety or whatever at work, you know? And then it's not work, it's what's happening at home. And mm-hmm. it's like that for everybody. And then also I fear, I think <laughs> it's a big fear about losing her job. Mm-hmm. Because I do exactly the same work as her, but I'm 20 years younger. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm. But I don't even care about the job. But yeah, it's just it's a, a lot of times where you have fears about, and they're not uh, uh, true. You know, mm-hmm. the fears. Mm-hmm. So now you just talk about a little bit being empathetic around her situation. So she behaves a certain way for two reasons, possible two reasons. One is uh, home, home uh, disharmonious situation. Or, or something happened, or or and uh, the fear of loss of her job, or looking mm-hmm. bad, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to find out, you can do what? Talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> I already, t- you know, I talked to her. I tried this nonviolent communication thing last year, and it was great. But the one year later, we're there again. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to. 
Yes, and and it's a choice, uh, obviously. Yeah, you can stay in your uh, in your pain, in your hurt uh, victim mode, or you can take action and say, okay, I got to find out what's going on with her, mm-hmm. because maybe she really feels threatened, or maybe she really feels in pain, or uh, something's going on, and you are here to help her. If you really truly want to help her, then you have to ask questions or find a way to to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. and open your heart so you can talk to her about the concept of a love soko or trust soko mm-hmm. you know and you say and, and your intentions always speak about your intentions your intention is to really understand what's going on and um, you know and and come from a place of love mm-hmm. I knew that I knew that when I started to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yes. And that's the responsibility when we're talking about. <laughs> yes, yes. So if you are the wiser one, mm. then you have more responsibility. Yeah. That's so cool. But yeah, it takes energy, it takes effort, it takes yeah, uh, yeah takes willpower, willpower. Courage right? also. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Courage to face rejection, possible possible rejection, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then, so it's very possible that the person doesn't feel because if you address that, she might feel even more threatened, you know, or not. But you have to be ready for all possible mm-hmm. reactions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> and welcome. I think that it, that helps. Those who are going to listen to that too, because we all go through the same stuff at work. You know, as soon Mm -hmm. as you work with somebody, you can be sure at some point something's going to happen. Yeah. I might disagree on on it, you know? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because in Canada, there is a lot of... um, (laughs) a lot of not supposed to say this, not supposed to Mm -hmm. say that, you know, like... Uh, Canada is a it's a country of immigration, so there is a lot of people coming from all kinds of uh, countries and religions and and you know experience a lot of refugees a lot of you know so there is a lot of supposed to not touch that topic you know like in France there is a lot of discrimination about all kinds of situation I give you an exa- a simple example of a resume uh, a CV. Mm-hmm. A CV. In France, when you do a CV, you write everything about yourself. It's like a police report. You have <laughs> to write your uh, date of birth, your picture, uh, your marital status, your religion, yeah. uh, what you have done. If you miss some dates of between the, you know, the work uh, that some, if you don't have a, a, a smooth, uh, like career path then mm-hmm. like it's like you have six months off or something you need to have like a really good explanation about it mm-hmm. this is france right in mm-hmm. just to give you an idea in canada you're not allowed i'm talking you're not allowed to put your picture to put your marital status to speak mm-hmm. about your religion to um uh, to speak about uh well your personal things and you do the last 10 years of your life they don't care about mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. And it doesn't, yes, exactly. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) 
and and they need only two pages they don't want more than two pages that's why it's called mm-hmm. a resume and not a cv mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah so yeah so in canada you there are many uh things that you have to be careful of not to you know not to say or not words not to use because mm-hmm. we don't want to offend or hurt anybody mm-hmm. so it's a very respectful society but they also are walking a little bit on eggs sometimes <laughs> like, yeah. yeah for you being french right yeah yeah exactly like- so i was you know the other days uh, i said in, in my work environment, I said, uh, hello, ladies. So I'm not supposed to say ladies. Why not? So why? I don't get it, right? Or I have to say, hello, folks. Or, you know. <laughs> why? So, I don't know. I still don't understand it, actually. <laughs> but, yeah, wow. So, yeah, so, so little words there are sometimes... Uh, yeah, you have to be careful of uh, mm-hmm. because yeah, it can be taken the wrong way. So yeah, but that's a little bit every. I feel every. Nah, maybe not in France. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's a topic of nowadays. You know that everybody could feel offended. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful. Yes, I, they talk about uh, about it a lot in stand up comedy. You know, I watch a lot of stand up comedy and. They say the stand-up comedians usually are allowed to often offend people, right? Because yeah. they talk about a sensitive topics sometimes, and, mm-hmm. but they're like the ones who are allowed to kind of, but they will still be maybe sued or criticized for doing so. And mm-hmm. it's very interesting. It's an interesting time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that's why people laugh because they all want to talk about it, but they're not yeah. allowed. So now, now the stand-up <laughs> comedian can shed the light on it. So it's funny. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I hope I that this helped you and helped everybody yeah. else. If you want more information, please contact me. I'm happy to further help on uh, if I may do a little informational. Can I do a little bit informational? Uh, of course. <laughs> so I'm always, my purpose, my life purpose is to contribute and to help people uh, to take them to where they want to go. So evaluate i acknowledge where people are and help them to have a better life and uh with my toolbox of tools that i learned over over time i'm doing my best to uh, really bring people to that place mm-hmm. and i do that through um workshops or one-on-one coachings situations and so i do that internationally can be done uh over the phone over skype over zoom over whatever or in person Mm -hmm. and any organization or individuals are welcome to contact me on peak Mm p-e-a-k potential international.com or you can contact ophili who knows where to find me sure (laughs) And you are coming uh, in Europe for Christmas. Yes, that's right. I'm coming over Christmas, New Year uh, in uh, Switzerland, France corner there. It's called Basel. 
Mulhouse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And um, and then you're in Kelowna most of the time. Most of the now. time, yes, for <laughs> now, exactly. Yeah. Kelowna, yeah. Canada, British Columbia. It's a yeah. small town, hundred or about two hundred thousand people. Beautiful yeah. area. Not that small, huh? If you compare to Basel, it's about yes. the same. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, and Basel is huge. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Kelowna is very widespread, so you don't know yes, this. That's uh, it, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks a lot for sharing all your wisdom about relationships today. I learned a lot of things. It was super interesting for a Sunday evening, and I am sure we're going to do the series that's mm-hmm. going to go this this way, or uh, yeah. Coaching way, relationships, spirituality, maybe next time meditations and things like this. Why not? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There is. There are so many topics we can address and talk about that I'm very happy to uncover with you for sure. So Super. let's see what which one are uh, working best for you next time. Awesome. Thank you so much.